To me, there is nothing more important than my family's health and well-being. We all know the quality of the air in our home is important. But did you know indoor air quality can be up to 100 times dirtier than outdoor air? I've got to tell you about Puro Air. In 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases from the room. Puro Air uses a stronger filter called a HEPA-14 that filters pollutants at a microscopic level and is backed by scientists from Harvard and MIT. In laboratory studies, users saw noticeably cleaner air in just 30 minutes. When it comes to babies and children, there's nothing worse than dealing with a cranky baby or child who can't sleep because of congestion. Air purifiers can help reduce congestion and improve immune system function to fight those winter colds and flus. I use my Puro Air purifiers to clean the air in my home, especially in our bedrooms while we sleep. It has a quiet, relaxing hum and cleans the air from pet dander, allergens, viruses, dust, mold, odors, and contaminants. It has four levels, low, medium, high, and sleep and four different timer options so you can customize it to your home and your needs. Check out Puro Air at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Puro Air is the only air filter that uses a HEPA-14 filter. That's getpuroair.com. What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its opera ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline, the place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your host, Erin Royer. So today, I'm going to get to the question I planned to answer last week about a toddler who's going through some tough times with being afraid of the dark. Then, back to school will be here before we know it. I'm already getting emails from the school about back to school night, so I'm going to cover some back to school tips for getting the school year off to a smoother and more organized start. This will include tips for those who have kids starting in preschool as well. That is a big transition for many kids, so I want to be sure to cover some ways to help your little ones be as ready for that transition as possible and cut down on the separation anxiety. First is our question from Ruben, who says, Hello, Erin. Let me first say thank you for all that you do. I've been listening to your podcast because of my wife. She has also turned me on to your website. So here it goes. My three-year-old is all of a sudden afraid of the dark to the point that he has stopped taking his naps in the afternoon, which in turn, he has started giving us a hard time at nighttime, which in turn also drives me crazy at times. I lose my control and react badly. My question is, how can I help him overcome his fear of the dark and how can I control my reaction after many times of trying to work it out by walking him back to his room? I started to read Jean Nelson's book, Positive Discipline. I wish I would have found it sooner. I look forward to your help with this matter. So Ruben, I love that you're reading Jean Nelson's book. My discipline classes on the website are based a lot around her work, along with a few other areas of research and resources, but I follow her philosophy very closely as well. She is amazing. 
First, I'm going to cover the development of fears because it is a very normal stage starting around late two or early three and can last into early elementary for some kids. During this time, children's awareness of the world and their imaginations are growing so quickly and actually faster than their ability to use their logic or reason. Being afraid of the dark is a very common fear that develops during these early preschool years. Some other fears can include strangers, dogs, thunder, and other loud noises. And anyone who's gone through potty training who has come up against the loud flushing public toilets or hand dryers can attest to this. While fears are normal, it's the level of fear that can be disruptive. When you realize there is a fear, you want to encourage your child to talk about it and practice listening to all your child has to say. You want to validate that they have concerns. You want to label their fears and help them express their emotions. It can also go a long way to offer reassurance that they are safe. So in your case, Ruben, the first thing to do is have a gentle conversation about how his room is a safe place. Have this conversation during daylight hours, whatever works for you, morning or afternoon, but definitely not right before bedtime. Otherwise, it's a reminder and much more likely to develop into a struggle. You want to do this several times in the next few days. Share how safe your house, your neighborhood, and how safe and cozy his room is. Next, encourage and work with him to find solutions that will help him feel more safe in his room. Talk about which ideas are helpful and possible. Some ideas could include a pre-bedtime room check, snuggling with a special lovey, leaving more light on in the room, like with a lamp or by using a dimmer on the overhead light. Now, we install dimmers on all of our kids' lights for this very reason. This way, they could have the control over the level of light in their room, and that helped them to feel safe. If you, as the parent, are part of the solution, such as the pre-bedtime room check, you want to be sure that you are doing things with your child rather than for your child. So you would both walk around the room and look in the closet, rearrange anything that might look suspicious in dimmer light. You both look under the bed together, etc. The goal with this is to help your child learn to face and conquer their fears. This is working to change their thinking from this is so scary to I can handle this. It helps your child build confidence to move through the scary feelings to get to the feelings of contentment and safety and even onto confidence eventually. Rather than the child avoiding the process of looking in the closet or under the bed while the parent takes care of it. If he's feeling overly tentative as in he's pushing back and you doesn't want to look under the bed or in the closet, Don't push, but provide time, space, and reassurance to help him face it as he feels comfortable and ready to do so. You can also offer to check in on him more often. If he's laying down and quiet in his bed, then you want to set a time to go check on him, something like every five minutes for the first 15 minutes and then slowly spread it out. As he gets more comfortable each night, you can also make the intervals longer each subsequent night, something like seven minutes apart and then 10 minutes apart. You can also spend more time playing and reading in his room during the daytime to create the energy and memory of feeling safe and cared for in his room. You can read books about anxiety and worry, and here are a few good ones to check out. Wemberly Worried, Wilma Jean, The Worry Machine, 
And sometimes I worry too much, but now I know how to stop. And there's many, many other books. These are just a few to go check out and read together. Lastly, one big don't is that don't check the room for monsters or use a monster spray. This just reiterates that there may actually be monsters or ghosts or whatever their imagination has conjured up. Our job as parents is to comfort, support, and remind our kids of the reality rather than trying to trick them to just get to bed as quickly and easily as possible. Now, I know bedtimes are particularly hard for a lot of us parents. We're pretty tired at that point. We're just ready to have our kids in bed already. But as far as the remaining calm piece, hopefully the understanding how his fears are very normal in this age range and why he's having them will help you feel more connected with his feelings and less annoyed. Also knowing that what will help him most is feeling heard and understood and taken care of will also probably help you to be more patient with him. But one thing I like to keep in mind during these times is that in many of these instances, kids aren't doing this on purpose. Whatever it is they're doing that's annoying us, they're not usually doing it on purpose. He's not doing this to get your goat or to try to stay up longer or to get more attention. He's legitimately scared and just needs some guidance and reassurance and solutions that he and you can work on together that will get him from a place of fear to a place of comfort. So now let's talk about back to school, including preschool. For those with kids in grade school, there's always a back to school supply list. Get that done as early as possible. Now our school has started sending it home at the end of the previous school year. Here's a tip for those whose schools do this like ours does. And yes, it's a tad late for this year, but something to keep in mind for subsequent years. Or if your child hasn't started elementary and they will, and this is how you receive the list, And that is, remember where you placed the list at the end of the school year. Last year, or was it the year before? Anyway, I misplaced our kids' lists, and I had to wait until back to school night to get a copy, and then I was scrambling. It must have been two years ago. Anyway, I remember scrambling to get everything before school started. That was not fun. So get the shopping done as early as possible. Those aisles at your local department and office supply stores get ransacked. They run out of stuff or the variety gets picked over and you end up running to two or three different stores just to get everything you need. So do yourselves a favor and get this done as early as possible. Reuse stuff when you can. Most stuff you can't like erasers, glue sticks, or crayons, but scissors and pencil boxes, you definitely can. And I actually think it pays to get one of the nicer pencil boxes because they not only hold more supplies, they last through the entire school year and they hold up so well that your kids can use them year after year. Know the back to school schedule. Check the back to school schedule. I know this sounds silly and maybe other parents are way better at this than I am, but I'm the mom who's always surprised about the days off. They seem to sneak up on me. This year, I thought our kids started school on a Monday, like they have every year since they've been in elementary so far. But no, this year they start back on a Thursday. As it is, it's a week later than they used to. So I got that down, but now it's a week and a half later, almost two weeks later because they're starting on a Thursday. So be sure to check the schedule and know what day they start back. Be cognizant of any minimum or days off in those first few weeks so you aren't caught off guard like I always used to be. As a matter of fact, I'm going to take the entire 
yearly school calendar and enter the days in my calendar on my computer, which syncs up with my tablet and my phone so that I can see them coming up and plan accordingly. Hey, Parenting Beyond Discipline listeners, ready to create a home that fosters love, warmth, and style? Look no further than Home Threads, your partner in crafting a nurturing environment. At HomeThreads.com, explore a thoughtfully curated collection of furniture designed for families who believe in positive parenting. From cozy reading nooks to durable playroom essentials, our pieces are crafted to enhance your parenting journey. Home Threads has an incredible selection of furniture, decor, and accessories like throw pillows, blankets to snuggle under for family movie nights or reading time that helps you create the warm, cozy home that is the foundation for happy family memories. I love all the great pieces I've gotten from Home Threads to finish the look in my home. Gorgeous yet durable and cozy accent throw pillows, blankets, and some really cute wall decor. I have an ocean theme throughout my downstairs, so I got a couple of really great wall pieces to finish that look, and some picture frames for the family photos. Visit homethreads.com parenting today and get a code for 15% off your order. That's homethreads.com parenting parenting to get your code for 15% off your order because great parenting deserves a great home. Home threads. Love where you live. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new-to-you styles. My favorite thing about Armoire is all the different style and occasion options from casual to athleisure to night out, work formal, work casual, a total of eight different occasions, three weather options, and 11 categories including accessories, outerwear, and blazers, just to name a few. With Armoire, you can always have something new to wear without the hassle and closet clutter. You know the feeling. You open your closet, it's full, but you have quite literally nothing to wear. You're bored with everything in there. Enter Armoire. Armoire allows you to rent high-quality designer clothes for every occasion. Whether you're planning your outfit for date night, packing for a conference, or in need of a gown for a black tie event, you will be the best-dressed person in the room. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off the first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash parenting. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash parenting to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. Know the dress code so you aren't surprised and your child isn't getting reprimanded for open-toed shoes or any other clothing that your school district deems inappropriate. I could go on a soapbox about that, but I won't. So far, our schools have been decent about dress codes and I understand most of their rules so we follow them without making a stink. If you can, make sure you have at least two to three pairs of shoes for each kid that fits the dress code. This way, when you're scrambling on that one or two mornings where someone woke up late or you burn the breakfast and have to start over or you're pressed for time, you aren't late because you were looking for a missing shoe that goes with the only pair of shoes that your child can wear to school. My husband actually had to run to the department store one morning before school last year because one kid couldn't find a shoe. 
So the offending child was late to school and it made my husband later getting into work. That's not fun. If your kids have been staying up later during the summer, start getting them switched back to school bedtimes and wake up times a couple of weeks before school starts. You want to do this in 15 minute increments every few days. So you want to move bedtime 15 minutes earlier and wake ups 15 minutes earlier for two to three days at a time. You do this until you get back to the school year times. So If your kids are going to bed an hour after school bedtime and waking up an hour after school wake up times, this will be four incremental changes of two to three days each. So that will take you eight to 12 days to get switched back. In case this isn't clear enough, what this means is you're going to move the bedtime back 15 minutes. So let's say they need to be in bed by 8.30 in order to be awake in time for school during the school year, but they're going to bed at 9.30. So you're going to move that back 15 minutes. Bedtime's going to be 9.15. Their wake-up time is going to be 15 minutes earlier. You're going to go in and wake them up 15 minutes earlier to get them switched back. You're going to do this for two to three days. Three days later, you're going to switch the bedtime to nine o'clock and you're going to wake them up another 15 minutes earlier. And you're going to continue this until you have them back on track and ready to start school Go to bed on time and wake up on time for school so you're not having a rough start that first week. Set your morning schedule and priorities. What do you want your child to be responsible for? List it out and have several discussions about it leading up to school. So for instance, I expect my nine-year-old to pack his own homework in his bag the night before. I expect him to get himself dressed, get his own breakfast, and pack his lunch and water bottle in his bag. Not pack his lunch. His lunch will be packed for him. But he needs to take that in the morning and put it into his backpack. Plus, he has a morning chore. This is all his responsibility to get done before school and without reminders. Now, when he is 10, I will expect him to pack his own lunch the night before. So he has one more school year of us packing his lunch for him. After this, he's on his own. This That will be his responsibility. What if you have a preschooler? And actually, I want to point out that some of these, minus the lovey suggestion that you'll hear in a minute, can be very good suggestions for grade school kids as well who struggle with separation anxiety. Because some kids can struggle with this up through the beginning of second grade. Now, while yours may be one of the only first or second graders struggling, know that this is not out of the realm of normal development. This is normal for some kids. So be patient and kind, but firm with your child who is struggling with separation from you. So what should you think about or know about when you're getting started in preschool? You can allow your child to take a lovey or a favorite toy. An appropriately developmental preschool should allow a child to bring a lovey or favorite toy as their transitional object. This means an object from home that reminds the child of home, the safety, security, and love that comes to school with them and they can use to comfort themselves when needed. They should not be expected to share this one special toy with any of their classmates either. Some schools have rules about when these toys can come out, but they should be allowed in school and should be allowed to be snuggled or touched when your child needs them within reason. Also, if you have a child who is particularly shy or what we call slow to warm, you'll want to consider following some of these following guidelines to cut down on separation anxiety as your child gets started in the school year, preschool or early elementary, either way. 
You want to have a calm and relaxing morning as possible. Pack everything you can the night before. Have the clothes picked out and set out for the next morning. Have a relaxed breakfast. Schedule plenty of time for any unforeseen issues. If your child is dealing with and sharing some feelings around anxiety, you want to use empathy with their feelings, but in a very matter-of-fact way. What this means is you're going to use empathy language while continuing to move toward your goal. This means you might say something like, I know you would rather stay home today. But you say this as you're continuing forward, you're putting on the shoes, you're walking her into the school from the parking lot, or whatever stage you are in the process, you're going to keep moving forward as you're validating her feelings. The message you want to send is you know this is scary, but that it's important to keep moving forward and that this is the process and this is what's going to happen today. This is a big one. Be one of the first kids in class. If your anxious child can be in class first or one of the first two to three kids and have a chance to warm up to the environment and the teacher before the class is full of 15 to 20 or 25 other students, if you're talking elementary school, rather than walking into a room full of noisy preschoolers or elementary age kids and parents who are all strangers, this will go a long way in getting your child acclimated as each new child comes into the room. Create a goodbye ritual, but keep it short. Do it and then leave. You want to send the message that goodbye is okay. I'm leaving you in a safe place. Now, if you aren't sure that this preschool is a safe place, then obviously don't leave your child there. But when it comes to leaving your child, if you stay, then it builds more angst because the child learns that their reaction will keep you there longer. You want to set the goal for the child to move away from the parent, not the parent from the child, but this isn't always possible, especially in the beginning. That's your goal that you're going to shoot for as you move forward through the weeks and months. This is what you're working for. Now, here's a big do not. Whatever you do, do not sneak out. This adds to the anxiety the next time. It works completely 180 degrees against what you're trying to do. What you're trying to accomplish is your child learning how to cope with being left. This will only happen with trust. Sneaking out breaks down trust. Therefore, it affects the relationship on every level, not just when it comes to the separation. So don't do this. I know it's hard to see your child cry, cry for you, mommy, mommy, daddy, daddy, please don't leave me. It's hard. But I love you. I will pick you up at the end of the day. Also, don't push your child to join other kids. This also works against what you're trying to do. You want to support autonomy, but you don't want to force it. I'm sure you've learned that you can't force your child to think or feel anything that they aren't ready for. Playing with others is no different. Everyone is different, and most kids are not comfortable going and joining other kids in play, and that's okay. It takes time until they get comfortable with the kids, get to know the kids. Now, if your child is very young or particularly struggles with this, with separation anxiety, and you need some more tips, there is a class on separation anxiety on the website at yourvillageonline.com under the health and development section. It covers a lot more information, including some great background about separation anxiety, what it is, why it's normal, why it happens, why it's actually a good thing, um, that it starts around the age of nine months, goes up through the age of seven for some kids. 
It includes a lot of additional tips for dealing with it, including starting weeks before the child even starts at school and ways to work with the teacher and the school to make the transition much smoother for everyone. Now, as a reminder, the summer promo code is still available through the end of the month of July, which is 15% off of any class or membership and continues as long as your membership is active. And the code is SUMMER18. When you check out, you simply enter it at the bottom of the checkout page. You can see all the classes and sign up at yourvillageonline.com. And remember to use the code SUMMER18 when you check out. If you have a parenting question you'd like answered, you can send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time.